Hello there and welcome to Revelations from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett, and I'd love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive ministry updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my ministry page on Facebook at Paula Cornette Ministries. Follow me on Instagram at either Revelations from the Heart or Minister Paula. Or you can check me out on YouTube at Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett, and this is episode 106. Well, I am so excited today to be with you, thanking God always for the opportunity just to come before you. And I've been so blessed this year to have some very wonderful, powerful guests that have not only shared their testimonies, but they have shared their trials, they've shared their triumphs. And they have shared their faith. And the one thing that they all have in common is that when they come on, they just want to lift up the name of Jesus. And so I just thank God for that. So this month, um, if you've listened to the past two episodes, I've had um, other fellow podcasters on. And so this month, the month of September has been a month of collaborations. And so I've been on their podcasts. They've been on mine. And I've just been blessed to meet some very wonderful, good, godly kingdom people. And so I have with me today um, a young man who I met through um, uh, podcasting as well. He is the host of Free and Redeemed Podcast. And he's going to give you a little more about himself when he shares his testimony here in just a moment. But I just thank God for him and just the blessing that he is. And most importantly, his heart towards the things of God. I've listened to his content and um, I just, I'm just blessed whenever I hear just his heart on the things of God and just how God is just using him to be a voice uh, in these last days and in these end times on sometimes a lot of topics that people don't want to touch on or talk about, but he tackles them and takes them head on. And so I want to just welcome to the podcast audience for the very first time, my new friend, Simon Andrade. Did I say it right? Yes, you nailed it. That was perfect. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I told you I was going to try to make sure I say it right. So I told him earlier, I said, it sounds like the race car drivers, the Andretti's. So I said, I hope I don't uh, say it like that. But I'm so very excited to have you as a guest. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing amazing. It's a blessed, beautiful Saturday morning. And uh, yeah, I'm doing amazing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> well, good, good, good. So you've been podcasting. Your podcast is relatively new. Is that correct? Yeah, you could say it's new. Um, I started last year, so it's been about a little bit over a year um, since I started the podcast show. So, okay. so I know that um, it, when I started five years ago, people were not, it was not, people didn't know what a podcast was. And so now it's like the floodgates have been opened and um, mm -hmm. so, so many podcasters out there, you know, sharing their voice. And it always blesses me to see those that are lifting up the name of Jesus and that are, you know, sharing uh, the gospel. And it's definitely a powerful way that, uh, you know, we can use our platforms to share the gospel. And so all yeah. podcast, when I started it five years ago, I started my very first episode. I shared my personal testimony of how God saved me and what it was that, um, that he did in my life. And so today, um, as just an introduction 
to the audience because I'm sure they probably never have heard you before. Hmm. Um, but after today, you'll get to get to know who he is. So will you just share with us your personal testimony um, of salvation? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up here in San Antonio, Texas, so you can say I'm a Texan. Uh, yeah, I guess something about me is, you know, I grew up in a non-denominational Christian home. Uh, my parents were devout Christians, uh, mostly in the Pentecostal reign, uh, since my uncle, uh, my uncle Mondo, God rest his soul, uh, you know, he gave his life to the Lord and just a radical movement, you know, occurred with my family and my relatives. That's kind of a separate story within itself. But, you know, I grew up in the church, uh, but growing up, you know, just because you are raised, let's say, in a Christian home, you're raised maybe in people who believe in the Bible, believe in Jesus. That doesn't, you know, exclude you from the things of the world and what the world brings. So, you know, growing up, you know, childhood, I would say was pretty good. But, you know, there were certain moments in my life that I think had definitely a strong impact on me when I was a young boy. And I feel like, you know, I kind of carried those things within myself when I grew up. And by the time, you know, I got to high school, just everything really changed. Um, because in middle school, I was more of a kid who wanted to be raised in athletics. So I was in football, I was in basketball, and ultimately just wanted to, you know, have a typical traditional school life. And I wanted to carry that on with me towards high school. So in high school, I made the freshman basketball team. Everything was going good, but I started hanging out with people who were, let's say, the so-called popular crowd. But I'm sure anyone could have said, oh, that's the bad influence crowd. And I started skipping class, started, you know, doing a little bit of rebellious things. And, you know, before I knew it, just everything just went a different direction. I got cut from the team. And I really started becoming this person within myself where I really was just ultimately wanting to be strived or striving to be accepted, striving to be noticed. And I felt like that was an insecurity of mine of why I was wanting to be in sports and period. So I started getting involved with some things that I never thought I would get involved with. Um, I started getting involved and in hanging out with groups that were like, I would say like in gang related type settings or social settings not just guys who were skipping class not just guys who were doing something rebellious in school these were guys who were now ditching school to go smoke weed or now you know going behind the school to get into a fight and you know it started off very small and then it really progressed um you know long story short i started really changing my you know appearance i started changing my behavior my attitude and ultimately, I felt like I was becoming a different person. And then it was in high school, my freshman year, where, you know, I got into this fight. Uh, something occurred where, you know, there was like a traumatic experience where people identified me in my school about this fight. And it really changed me as a person. Like, it really traumatized me. And it no longer became this heart or this insecurity of mine to be accepted it became this insecurity of wanting to be respected. And I mean, Paula, I got to tell you, I mean, I completely changed. I was like now not just skipping school, not just smoking weed and all this stuff. Like it became like real serious stuff uh, where I was connecting with people in San Antonio. I was connecting with people who were basically involved with 
you know, real gang related stuff, real gangs in San Antonio. And this was all mm -hmm. going on behind my parents back behind my family's back. And my family really started to notice that. And my mom, you know, who to this day, you know, as we're talking, you know, she is still a person, a woman who is still on fire for God would always tell me, you need to come to church. You need to come to church. Same thing with my grandma. Uh, God rest her soul. You know, she would say, Mejo, I'm praying for you. You need to come to church. You need to open your heart to God. And I remember telling my grandmother when I was at her house, I said, Grandma, I don't think there is a God. Mm. You know, if there truly is a God, then why did he allow me to go through all these bad things I've gone through in my life? But long story short, kind of fast forwarding, I, you know, lived in this gang related life for so many years, or about two or three years. And it wasn't until there was a moment in my life where I knew it was a matter of life or death. I had a group of guys in the city of San Antonio who were basically after my head, who were wanting to kill me because it was like a whole beef kind of thing. Gang related colors. I mean, it was so stupid. But back then you look at that and to you, you know, you think that's that's all worth it. Well, I realized, you know, it was my family's life that was on the line, too. And that's where I really, you know, really just knew, like, man, my life could be on the line based on the dumb, rebellious decisions I made. And I remember being, it was at a house party. I was super drunk. I was, you know, I was drunk out of my mind. I was smoking a joint. And I remember looking up and I said, God, if you're real, you please save my family, save the people I care about. They don't deserve to suffer the mistakes I have made. And, you know, I said that prayer, you know, whatever. I'm like, I don't even know if you're real or not. Well, two weeks later, three weeks later, I'm at Ingram Park Mall or I'm at a mall, local mall here in the city. I'm walking around, just meeting up with a girlfriend. Girlfriend goes home. I'm walking to go back to my car. And I don't know where this gentleman approaches me. And he's dressed the same way I am, you know, typical you can say thug attire and he approaches me and he says hey brother i got a question for you can i talk to you real quick and i look at him and i don't know who he is well he looks at me and says do you know jesus christ you know do you what do you know about jesus and i looked at him like what like <laughs> i said well he i guess he's god isn't he or he's he's the one who you know he's the image of christians or all this stuff that's that was my answer to him he says, no, man, he goes, he's so much more than that, brother. He's real and everything. And he goes, I feel him so strongly right now. And he, he looks at me and he says, you've been praying to him or you've been praying to God asking if he's real. And he goes, I'm here to tell you he is real and he loves you. And I'm like, whoa, like, you know, and right away, I kind of like remembered when I prayed at that house party, like, man, like, God, are you real? And here it was out of nowhere in my face, someone I don't even know comes and tells me that. So we have a conversation, you know, he's just ministering to me and then he asks if he can pray for me. So I say, sure, he prays over me. And, um, you know, he leaves. I'm walking into a department store and I thought about it for a split second. I'm like, you know what? I didn't even get his name. So I turn around. It was not even like a split second. It was like maybe two seconds as I'm walking in. I thought I need to get his name. I turn around and Bala, he disappeared. <laughs> he disappeared. He was gone and like poof, almost like he just completely just like just faded off. And sometimes you think, oh, that could have been a sign of the rapture, but it wasn't. But I turned around. I'm like, man, where did this guy go? I need to ask for his name. 
and I walked around everything, went to different stores, even went to a local exit. Maybe he went to the parking lot. He nowhere to be found. I even went. I thought I was like, man, am I going crazy? And I even asked a person in the department store, like, you know, hey, did you see me talking to someone right outside here? And of course, they didn't notice. And they're like, yeah, sorry. But that was kind of the moment where I really, truly knew God was pursuing me. God truly was making making himself known to me, even though I was doubting that he was even real. Well, long story short, it's my senior year in high school. I tried to change up my act. I tried to stay out of trouble. I even was able to somehow get out of that gang-related affiliation. Well, I still was connected to it at the time. But I think the moment where I truly surrendered my heart to God was I saw a specific testimony from a brother who I still deeply respect. Um, and he talked about his experience, his supernatural experience, out-of-body experience, um, you know, basically going into the depths of hell for 23 minutes. Uh, shout out to Bill Weiss. But when I first heard that testimony, I didn't know what it was about. But it was actually my Uncle Mondo who actually suggested it to me. I started going to church a little bit more with my mom, but never really was taking God serious. And when my uncle suggested it in one of his sermons, I watched it. And Paula, I got to tell you, you know, rather if people believe that testimony is true or not, I remember once I heard it, it, it struck the fear of God in me, like immediately. It's like, man. And I think what really struck it in me is like, I did not realize how serious eternity really was. I didn't notice how serious it was when someone who doesn't have Jesus, you know, this is their reality the moment they pass away or the moment that they are ascended or descended, you know, when the Lord comes back. And from then on, I realized, you know what, this is the value of, you know, not just the value of Christianity, this is the value of Jesus. And that's when I started surrendering my heart to God. But I think it was just going to a church service. And I just remember, you know, they had an altar call. It was a packed service. A lot of people were there. And it was a guest speaker. It was like a three-day night service or conference, maybe you can say. And I remember just going to the altar and getting on my knees when they had an altar call. And I just, I surrendered it all. And I'm like, Lord, I give my life to you. You know, I said, Lord, I surrender. And it was like at that moment, you know, you actually almost like you had a face to face encounter with him. And that's how I would describe my testimony within five minutes as I tried to make it. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm hanging yeah. off by the edge of my seat. Probably <laughs> I never thought you was an ex gangster. <laughs> I would have never thought that, you know, God has mm -hmm. done a right work in your life. But it's amazing to me how here you were, you grew up in church mm -hmm. and then you know, these things, they started to drift you and pull you away. Was like when you were in that moment, like in the gang, you know, getting high, drinking, all that kind of stuff. Were there other moments where, you know, like God would kind of show up or you would feel convicted for doing those things? Or what what, mm. what mind were you in? Yeah. You know, during that time. Yeah. It's so funny you ask that because I was recently just writing about it, like a certain segment of my testimony. Uh -huh. on hopefully a big project I will have coming up hopefully by next year, but not going to give too much away. <laughs> but there was a specific time, let's say when I got into that fight, um, it was pretty much I did get, I got jumped in my high school. And as I said, it changed me, it traumatized me. And I remember it was like, a, I think it was during the summer, I can't remember. But uh, my uncle and his daughter and 
his son-in-law, they had a youth group that they would have open every single Wednesday. And um, I remember I would go to church with my mom every so often, and most of the time I would skip it. But during the time, I guess, you know, when I was living a rebellious lifestyle, drinking, getting high, you know, hanging out with the wrong crowd and, you know, um, doing a whole bunch of other stuff, like having sex outside of marriage with, you know, my my ex-girlfriends, all this stuff, you know, all this rebellious stuff. It's like I still was not fully fulfilled in the moment. If yeah. I look really, really look back in my life, it's like, yeah, all that stuff felt great. All that stuff felt like, you know, hey, you're being respected, you're being accepted. But there was still something deep inside of me where I knew, like, man, like, nothing's going to solve what's going on deep in here. And that's the anger and the pain I have for what happened to me mm -hmm. uh, my freshman year in high school. And I remember the initial point, and this is what I wrote about, like, I remember seeing that youth group because they used to have a lot of young, young teenagers. And I would see them, like, all standing there worshiping God, being in the altar. And I used to think that was silly. I'm like, you know, what are they doing? I think it was one serve Sunday service. I write about this. I say, I remember looking straight ahead and just seeing people on their knees, teenagers as just the same age as me, they're on their knees and they're weeping, you know, they're crying. And I'm like thinking, man, you know what? Maybe this is something, maybe this is something that's beautiful. Well, I remember, um, I feel a tap in my shoulder and it's one of the gentlemen, young gentlemen who was a part of that youth group says, hey, would you like to join us in the altar call? You know, would you like to come up and, and join us? And part of me wanted to say yes. I actually write about that. Part of me wanted to say yes. But I thought about what a friend of mine, uh, what a certain person who was in my life during that time, who was kind of the influence in that gang-related um, lifestyle. I remember hanging out with him the, that Saturday before. And when I told him, hey, I'm going to church with my mom tomorrow, they all laughed because he was an atheist. And he says, there is no God. He goes, Christianity is for the weak. And I remember he said that like right before I went to church. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I feel like, you, as you mentioned in my uh, this show we recorded with on my show, you said the devil can use people, too. And I thought about that, like, you know, here the devil was no knowing I was going to church, knowing that the Lord was trying to draw me in. And the devil could use someone to say, hey, there is no God. You got to remember that. And that's what struck my head when this young teenager was trying to get me to go up to the altar and worship with them. And I looked at him. I said, no, I'm good, man. And he says, are you sure? He goes, come on, man, let, let, let's go up. And I said, I'm OK. I'm OK. I don't want to go up because in my mind, I did not want to sacrifice and surrender at the time. Right. My heart, <laughs> you know, and that's all God was really going for. Mm -mm. Uh, Simon, yeah. I, I am just so blessed. And, and, you know, I hope that as you're listening to his testimony and others, that you just see how the importance of just how God works everything together for your good and how God will show up to a person in a way that they can understand. Mm -hmm. Like with that encounter that you had, which I believe was an angel, because um, mm -hmm. I had experiences like that where someone comes to help or, you know, and you look for the... and people don't just disappear, you know what I mean? Like that, that was definitely, you know, a supernatural experience um, that you had, but he was dressed, you said, like, like, like how you were dressed. Yeah. You probably wouldn't have received it from somebody that was dressed in a suit and tie, because hmm. that's not, you know, where you were at the time. But God is so amazing and how he just, he just woos you back to him. And what I see with people that they'll have that experience and things don't change like right away, 
you know, mm-hmm. but God is changing them moment by moment and day by day. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted you to touch on because I'm sure that you experienced with your mother, as you said about how she prayed for you and your grandmother, how they prayed for you. And I know that it was probably their prayers. And I'm sure your uncle in the church, they seen you, you know, going astray and that they prayed for you. I thought it would be so fitting. And I hadn't heard your testimony, but when I, you know, just gave you the information, that's what the Holy Spirit said is to have him touch on the the importance of prayer, the power of prayer that exhibited in your own life, that how you were a prodigal son, a lost son, you know, that you had went away, but how the prayers of the righteous brought you back. So just share on the importance of prayer and the power of prayer and um, how you have seen it displayed in your life. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's, that's amazing. You mentioned that because, you know, maybe you don't realize that, you know, when you do tell your testimony. And as you mentioned, you know, with the relationship I had with my grandma, my mom, you know, something I know that they definitely had in common was, you know, they were prayer warriors. Um, And I think, you know, when I taught on this subject or the importance of prayer, I just think of one of my favorite verses in the Bible where it says, you know, pray on every, you know, instead of like worrying about something, pray on it, you know, you know, pray about everything. And I think, you know, the importance of prayer is like, you know what, prayer should really be our first option um, when it comes to any circumstance in our life, especially if we are dealing with difficult people in our life, you know, people that don't want to change, you know, their hearts are hard and they just don't even care to hear you if you're trying to preach to them. And, you know, it could be heartbreaking, it could be frustrating, and sometimes, you know, people just don't want to change, even if the Lord himself, you know, may reveal that, you know, the negativity in their life. But I think, you know, the power of prayer, I think what makes it so important, and I could definitely say, you know, my grandmother definitely knew this, you know, when I would see her living her walk with God, was Prayer is taking the time not just to spend time with God. I mean, that's the main purpose, of course. But prayer is the time to ignite the authority that God has, you know, because God has all authority. And I would always see her sitting at, you know, her kitchen table and she would have the Bible open and she would just be sitting there and she would talk to God. You know, it would be early in the morning. And I would see that and I'd be like, you know, what is she? What is she doing? You know, (laughs) like. Why, why, you know, this is like, to me, I looked at it as something like, almost like, man, this is a little bit weird. But now I look back, I'm like, you know what, that is, that is a time to, you know, it's a time to ignite, not just the heart and the fire that is within you with the Holy Spirit. But it's a time to ignite your faith as well. Because sometimes if we really want to have faith, you know, faith is, you know, the essence of something we can't see. And one of the ways we could really do that you know, simple work or simple tactic, whatever you want to call it, is simply just taking the time to pray. And what's crazy is we expect to see results from prayer right away. (laughs) You know, God, I, I, I want this done in my life. God, I'm just waiting for, let's say, this spouse. God, I'm just waiting for my business to blow up. Or God, I'm just waiting for this and I'm waiting for that. And sometimes, you know, when we don't see it, we get pretty discouraged. But we actually don't realize that God is actually setting up a journey setting up a path for you to get to where what you're praying for, whatever it may be. And once it does happen, it's almost like, you know what, it, it, it's all worth it, you know, at the end of the day. 
I even think of that story. I can't remember. I think it was in Second Kings or maybe even Second Chronicles, but it was in the Old Testament. It was the group of Israelites that were waiting for a promise from God. I, I, I probably should have did more research on this, but the Bible clearly says about that story that they were waiting on something for God to do on a certain day. It was for one of the Jewish things that was going on. I think it was during the times of David or before the times of David. And the Bible says that they actually celebrated that they were rejoicing and they were praising. And then the, the what, what God promised, it came. But, you know, they were already prepared. Excuse me. They were already prepared. They were already excited. They were already praising God, even though what happened, what they were expecting to happen didn't happen yet. And I think that's what we need to understand about prayer, um, in my opinion, or what I do believe about what it says in the Bible. So... <laughs> Well, you definitely, when you you know, a posture, there's a posture that you get in a posture of expectancy, a posture, because we know that, you know, we have confidence and assurance of knowing that not only does God hear, but he answers the prayer of the righteous. So when we come to him, he tells us to come boldly before his throne of grace so that we may obtain mercy, you know, in the time of need. And when we come to him, we know that he, he says he's far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. He says, mm -hmm. before I can call, you will answer. And while I'm yet speaking, you will hear. So that mm -hmm. I mean moment that I open my mouth and say, Father God, he runs. He says, what is it that you need? But just like in your instance, in your case, you know, whenever you're praying for a person, mm -hmm. God won't cross that person's will. You know, he won't make us do anything. Mm -hmm. Praying for a person to be saved, a lot of times it takes 20, 30, you know, because God can't cross their will. But what he does do is he puts situations and circumstances in their lives, yeah. draw them to him. And just like you know, with you, I mean, probably from the outside, it looked like he's getting deeper and deeper. Now he's done joined a gang and now he's <laughs> and now I'm like, yeah. but God was still working. And I always tell people this, that it doesn't matter as long as there's still breath in a person and the work of the Holy Spirit continues after you leave that person. So you may share something with them that God has given you to say to them, you know, what have you, mm -hmm. they've been rejected. And a lot of times when they reject it, that means that's how you know it's working. Yeah. When they laugh out at you because... You know, you may represent God to them. And so they may, I don't want to hear all that. Don't get discouraged. Know that it's working. Know that it's getting in there and just continue to pray for them. And hey, God will do what he said he's going to do. And so you're serving the Lord today. You're the podcast host of Free and Redeemed. How fitting, because I'm sure that is, you know, just mm -hmm. to sum up your testimony is Free and Redeemed. So how was your podcast? How did you come about um, mm -hmm. starting your podcast? Yeah, um, so that's like a common question I get all the time, you know, especially since my podcast is still fairly new. You know, people are like, what made you want to start that? And, you know, the question I or the answer I would always give or I'm always going to give is just like, well, you know what? It wasn't something that was planned. It wasn't something that, you know, I mean, because when you're a kid, you don't grow up saying, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what do you want to do when you grow up? You don't grow up saying, hey, I want to do podcast i want to do the, hopefully one day do it full time you know all this stuff you know that was something that was never in the back of my mind but i think it was really when i really went through a tough season in my life back in 2020 and we even talked about this on my show how 2020 was a tough year well 2020 i gotta say was probably the worst year of my life mm. um i was heartbroken by someone um my well, my grandmother the one i just talked about uh she passed away in the beginning of 2020 and within the span of two weeks, my other grandmother passed. And then within the span of a month, my grandfather 
mm-hmm. um, passed. Yeah, so it was like losing three loved ones, dealing with a heartbreak against someone. Um, I graduated college. That was probably the only positive thing that really happened that year. But ultimately, I would say from right into the beginning of fall, as we are pretty much about to start fall now, I went through this deep depression. I mean, I was super bitter and angry at someone, a person I was heartbroken at. And I was just, I mean, I was a mess. And, you know, here I am already giving my life to God, but going through this tough storm. But I think it was 2000, the next following year, 2021, you know, the Lord really spoke a word over me that that year. And he says, it's time to rebuild and it's time to be restored. And I didn't know how I was going to do it, but it really just took me getting out of my comfort zone, meaning having to separate from some people I did not want to separate from, uh, separating from a ministry, going to therapy and, you know, just all these things I wasn't comfortable doing, but I just knew this was the, these were the doors that God were opening. Well, it was one day when I I started listening to podcasts more, uh, mostly on my Spotify app. And I think one time I, this one specific time I heard uh, someone, someone's testimony. Uh, you know, this brother, you know, he has a really great podcast show, still follow it to this day. When I heard his testimony, it was kind of just the idea, like now he gets to speak it just simply behind a microphone and whoever hears it, you know, they have the opportunity to be blessed by that testimony. And that's where it was at that moment. The Lord says, now it's your turn or now it's now it's your time. And I didn't know what, you know, what the Lord was really trying to speak to me, but he was basically saying, it's your time now to start a, start a podcast. And Paula, did I say, oh, absolutely, God, let's do it. Yes. You know, no, I avoided it. I said, what? No, I, I can't do a podcast. So I avoided it. I didn't know the first thing about audio. I didn't know the first thing about recording. I thought, you know, what if people don't like my episode? And, you know, just like Moses, you know, God's calling you to do something. And here you are. You need to make an excuse not to do it. But each and every time as the year went on, as the months went on, I started to rebuild. I started to recover. The Lord was saying, you go ahead and start it. And sometimes I think when God opens the door, you know, God will open the door. And that's where it really came down to, you know, I said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do this. Let's see how it, let's see how it happens. And it, it started off as a blog. I started just writing blogs um, on my website, mostly haven't done much of it now, but when I started writing blogs, I realized, you know what, it's a blessing just to write about certain subjects. And I realized, okay, what do I want to call the blog or maybe even a podcast? And I think, what is something that I really wanted, you know, when I was going through this depression and it was, I wanted freedom. Mm-hmm. And I thought about, I'm like, okay, people are called to not, when people are going through hard times, rather if they're Christian or not, they deserve to be free. And cause that's exactly what God wants to do for people is he wants to free them. But not only does he want to free them, he wants to give them a new beginning. He doesn't just want to free them. Let's say from pornography, he wants to redeem them. And what does redeem mean? It's giving that person a new identity, a new heart, you know, a new life. And that's where I came up with the top subject of or the title of the podcast, Free and Redeemed. Oh, that is so beautiful. And the redeemed, <laughs> like, you know, that's where you struggled was with identity. Yeah, and exactly. It, like God just worked all that out together. And it's just really awesome. And it's just really amazing. And 
I have enjoyed hearing your hearing your mm-hmm. I've watched some of your episodes and seeing, you know, your um content on Instagram and things. And I just always from the first I said something about this fella. <laughs> you know, like I said, I hear what you're saying and it's the truth. You know, you mm-hmm. stand the truth of God's word and I just thank God for you and what it is that he's done in your life and just know that the best is yet to come. And the awesome thing about God is that he redeems and restores and he makes things new better than what it could have ever been before. And, you know, you may be um, hearing Simon's testimony and you may have someone that you know that is that is not serving God, that is backslidden, that has fallen away. Don't be discouraged. Don't give up. You may have a son. You may have a daughter. They may be strung out on drugs. They may, you know, be totally living the opposite of how you raised them and taught them. Don't give up. Don't don't give up and know that the power of the Holy Spirit is working in their life right at this very moment. And let this episode encourage you to know that just to continue to stand on the promises of God. So, Simon, uh, how can we get in touch with you? Where were mm-hmm. you? Um, give us your social media handles and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, um, of course, my podcast, it's Free and Redeem. So you could listen to it on any podcast platform. Uh, that's also the name of my YouTube channel because I do post the episodes on YouTube as well. And, uh, of course, as we speak right now, uh, the episode I recorded with Paula actually is just up. It was up since 8 a.m. this morning. So go check it out. Yeah, go check it out. Uh, we talk about the the end times and preparation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good conversation. A very good conversation. Yeah, uh, but um, you could check me out on freeandredeem.net. Uh, I'm making some changes to that because God's pretty much opening a door to start a new project in my life, which kind of involves coaching and working with people to find turning their pain into purpose. That's kind of my mission statement. Okay. Yeah, it's not super official yet. I'm still working on the fundamental stuff with it. But um, something I do want to offer to listeners is I am doing a free project. Um, yeah, a free project. And pretty much you can say a free gift. But I created a little sur- uh, survey about self-development, You know what people are kind of going through in their day-to-day life, how would they rate it, and what they're really looking for. And just getting different perspectives. So if people are interested, um, I can send you the link. They could take that. Uh, yeah, they can take that survey real quick. We'll send them over a free email. And if they're interested in having a free one-on-one conversation on what they're really looking for, more than happy to assist them on that. But that's just kind of a big announcement. I kind of like want to make a little bit official. Pretty much a free gift for anyone. So All right. I'll have that link in the description on um facebook and i'll have it in the description as well on the youtube so you can click on that link and uh fill out that and uh, receive that free gift that simon is offering thank you so very much now simon will you just leave us with a final word of encouragement or a scripture and also will you close us out with a word of prayer and um before he does though i want to just extend an invitation if you're listening or watching this and you don't know jesus as your personal lord and savior we want to give you the opportunity to do that uh, maybe perhaps you may have known him at one time, but you've backslidden and you need to rededicate your life. We want to mm-hmm. you as well. Don't ever want to not give you the opportunity to do that. So I just want you just to say this prayer with me and then I'm going to release it to Simon to pray and um, give a word of encouragement. So just say this prayer. Just say, Lord Jesus, I come to you now. Mm-hmm. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I repent. And here's the key. I surrender it all to you.
And once you surrender it all to him, God will make yes. you, he'll clean you up just like he did with Simon. Now you got to say this, you got to say this with authority, say, Satan, you go from me now. You are not my God. Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. And I ask you to show me how to live for you in these last days. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Simon, I'm going to release it over to you to close us out with the scripture mm -hmm. or and a word of encouragement and a prayer for the audience. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, a word of encouragement, final word of encouragement I really want to give to someone. It's, you know, the first scripture that comes to mind is in Psalm chapter 23, one of the most famous Psalms. It's written by David himself. You know, the Lord is my shepherd. But something that I really really want to highlight is not just the beginning of Psalm 23, but it's in verse five, where he says he prepares the table for my enemies. And that's a scripture that I know really applied to my life when we're going through hard times, just everything is going against us. Maybe even people, you may be going through a situation where everyone's angry at you, you know, because of the mistakes you made and you're hurting, you're deep inside Jesus is preparing a table. He's preparing a journey for you right in front of the enemy who's trying to destroy your life. And that's something that, you know, I know the Lord really spoke over my life. And, you know, the importance of prayer is just seek him, you know, seek him. The more you seek him, the more you will see a difference in your life. But to really end in prayer, uh, I want to start off by saying, Lord, we thank you for today's episode, Lord. Uh, I pray that anyone who listens to this, I pray that the first thing that comes to mind, Lord, is not just the word hope, but the word faith will now start igniting inside their soul. That they know that change is possible, that transformation is possible for any person that they may be praying for, Lord, or any person that may be dealing with a bad situation, a bad toxic relationship, God, and they're just praying for a breakthrough. I pray that this episode, you know, gives them the hope that they need to find the new purpose that they have, God, because you make all things new and you turn someone's pain into purpose. And I pray that anyone who listens to this episode, God, that you are now opening the door for them. Rather, if you're calling them to start a podcast as well, rather if it's them starting their own church or starting their own missionary plan, mission, you know, whatever it may be, God, you are opening a door for them with whatever they're going through. And we thank you for all of this. Thank you, Lord. And I also want to thank you for Paula's ministry, Lord. I pray that Paula's ministry, you know, I pray that, you know, people will continue to stay blessed. They will continue to stay spiritually fed in her ministry, Lord. Yes. I pray, you know, that she has that power and that calling that she grasps onto it with the strength of your blood, the strength of your presence, the strength of your spirit, that no evil spirit, no evil entity could could unhold that grasp, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we thank you for all of this, Jesus. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 I just thank God for you. Thank God to be able mm. to have connected with you and just to collaborate with you. You've been a blessing. Mm. And I hope that we can Amen. continue, Likewise. continue to, you know, uh, stay in touch and uh, help one another uh, in any way that we can. And you just stay encouraged and know that 
hey, God isn't finished with you yet. And there's great Amen. things in store. And thank God for you. Uh, be sure to check out the Free and Redeemed podcast on YouTube and wherever you listen to your favorite podcast at this. It concludes our episode for today. And I just thank you all for listening. Be sure to join me next mm-hmm. month as we have some power-packed episodes and guests. I want you to remember the words in Romans 10 and 17 that says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank you.